five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to the New World Podcast, Lore Seekers to Eternum, a show dedicated to Amazon Game Studios MMO bringing you both an original story of a traveler and his creation of a company in Aeternum. Join us on this journey of suspense, intrigue, and mystery, seeking lore, life, and the pursuit of all who threaten it. Welcome to Aeternum. I am Ulfmir, and I am a protector of my people. The Norse god Tyr came to me in a vision. He told me that he had sent a group of his most trusted warriors to an island called Eternum. He sent them with his gauntlet, the gauntlet that he wore in the place of the hand that he had lost to the mouth of Fenrir. He told me that he had sent these warriors to this island to imbue his gauntlet with something he called Azoth. This was believed to be of great power, and Tyr wanted it back. He had but one request, for me to accept his blessing for safe travel. I had to go alone. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Fear is not something I normally have to deal with. I have fought all manner of men on the battlefield, but he warned me that I'd be fighting something different. I've been on this island for two days. My ship is completely destroyed by stone obelisks that came from the water. This camp is all I have. Anytime I try to venture from this island's beach, I hear the screams of those explorers who did not come with the intent of combat. I am a protector, and I feel drawn to stay at this island to protect these explorers, to get them to the next camp that is just up the path. I have been here for so long, I don't remember my homeland. I have defeated numerous things of nightmare, saved countless people, watched countless people perish. I finally ran into a man, and all the years we spent together, he never spoke of his past. His name was Barbus, and he spoke with a very weird dialect. I enjoy his company. He has decided to stay on this beach with me, to help me. I am quite fond of this man. We were just in a horrible conflict. We had tried to move up the beach to another area where we had heard that explorers were having a hard time getting through the front line of these demonic creatures that I deal with on a countless basis. In the process of getting to that position, my friend was mortally wounded. I stood over his body and I grabbed his weapon, a warhammer. In his hands, when he wielded it, he made the sounds of thunder like the gods of the sky. 
With one single swipe, he would knock down numerous foes, and he would slam his hammer down and decimate the ground and everything around him. That man is gone. As I walk away with the warhammer, I hear a peculiar sound, a sound I had never heard before. I turn and I witness my friend get off the ground. He had a red glow in his eyes over his body. I had seen this red glow before. Knowing there was nothing I could do, I had to lose my friend a second time. This was not an easy task. I've been severely wounded. Now I've got to drag myself back to the camp. I just need to get to my camp. I'm dragging myself. I'm not going to make it. I lean my back up against this tree, lay the warhammer across my lap. I need to catch my breath. I've been through this before. I hear sounds of something coming. Something heavy-footed. Something moving with speed. I'm not prepared. Tear help me. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Lore Seekers to Eternum, a New World podcast with your host, Lore Seekers Solace. And today's episode is brought to you by Audible. For a free audiobook on Lore Seekers, visit audibletrial.com forward slash loreseekers for more. And welcome to the first episode since launch. This is it. I'm actually recording this on Tuesday, which is officially a week from the launch. Um, seven days later, and a lot has happened. So this episode is going to be full of a lot of experiences from myself, from a company perspective, um, and maybe some insights into some of the decisions Amazon has um, had made on day one and has made since then. So real quick, just to recap or preview this episode, um, we will be going through an iTunes review that almost missed due to our merger with the Laura Seekers. So I do want to cover that quickly. Uh, we will go through a company charge uh, and the responses in the poll questions to that company charge. We'll go through some some uh, updates from the Lore Seekers YouTube videos and from the content creation uh, efforts that we have in store and have been participating in this past week. Um, and we will go through um, it's actually not an external article. We'll actually go through an internal article. It's a little uh, of a change of pace in the upcoming uh, minutes. So stay with us. Stay with us. And we'll have a great, great show. So without further ado, let's get into this iTunes review. So again, a couple of weeks ago, we were a standalone podcast. It was to a turnum new world podcast and it was under a turnum cast it was just my show and we officially merged with the laura seekers a long time coming officially part of the family now but a review almost slipped through and i think this is such an important message that kylette um 
wrote about our show. And so I just want to read it real quick. Again, a five-star review. So blessings. Thank you so much for that insight. Um, but let me just read this verbatim. Quote, To a Turnum New World Podcast is a great addition to New World and the Lore Seekers family. It is clear from the first podcast that Solus has put in incredible effort and hard work into his podcast. I particularly like the story he tells at the beginning of each episode and would love to have a series with just his stories, even if they're short and sweet. He is able to create a whole world of images and sounds that make me want to hear more. Additionally, I'm very excited to hear what he has in store to encourage women and girls in gaming. As a woman, new initiatives and efforts are always appreciated to improve our visibility and encourage better, safer gaming environments. I would highly recommend giving his podcast a chance if you're interested in Amazon Games' new world, but also if you're interested in wonderful storytelling, I would suggest listening to his first section of each episode. You never know. You may find yourself wanting to wander around in the new world. What a great review. So first off, thank you. Um, and really thank you to everybody else who has taken time uh, out of your day to write a couple of paragraphs. I mean, heck, more than one sentence means the world to me. But the sentiment that Kylette uh, expressed means so much to me, so much to me. So let's kind of dissect this real quick. So, uh, yeah, it, it's the story. I'm, ve I'm very proud of my story, not in a prideful way, but I'm proud of my story because it comes from a lot of sources. The main source being my own life, um, but also impacts and influences around my life. So you just heard a couple of minutes ago, you just heard us introduce our first um, uh, additional character. That's Lore Seeker Champ uh, as Ulfmer. So that's super exciting. But yeah, it's it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a great story and it's only going to grow from here. And I cannot wait to take you all along for the ride. We have some fun, fun things happening uh, with the role-playing efforts, and and I, it means the world that you find value in this story. So again, thank you so much for that piece. Um, the the piece about encouraging women and girls. Okay, so so let's just address this real quick. I, I have always been a champion for. Um, for women in the workplace and women in games and why it's so taboo for women to game. It's never made sense to me, but I, I'll, I'll tell you what, a little bit of real talk, a little bit of transparency. Uh, two and a half years ago, my wife gave birth to my daughter <laughs> and that, uh, that has definitely um, increased exponentially how much I care um, about the topic. So from the very first story, me bringing up Shield Maidens, it, uh, it has been a very important factor in the story that I want to tell. Um, and, and what's interesting about that is historically women have fought, right? Like, like you can look back at many instances uh, in the world's history where women sometimes were the, the more um, aggressive soldier. Um, and I think that's an amazing testimony. And I think we need to remember that. Right. We need to remember that. Um, so here we are. Right. The Lore Seekers company, uh, both in the role playing story and actually in our company, 
we do celebrate the affinity group. We do celebrate um, the shield maidens. And it's not just the like women. I mean, men, anybody else can join the shield maidens as support, as a champion, as a celebration of the influences that women have uh, in gaming. And, and I think it's, it's still to this day, it's underrated, it's undervalued. Uh, and what a damn shame that is. But I think it's coming around. I, I, th I feel like it's coming around. So, uh, and then the last paragraph, Kyle, thank you so much. Uh, but if you're interested in Amazon Games' new world, this might get you in uh, involved. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's like the perfect end state, right? The majority of listeners are listening to like friends. The four of us lore seekers uh, go back a long way, and a lot of our listeners um, are definitely invested in that relationship, right? They want that fifth chair at the table, and we welcome you in, right? We welcome you to sit at our table and partake and be a part of this relationship. Um, and, and maybe a sixth chair for that complete stranger who stumbles across, you know, across one of these shows. Um, and if that's the case, if that's you, welcome, like welcome in, um, and listen at the very end of this, uh, this podcast and you'll be able to find ways to get in touch with us, whether it's an email to us, uh, participating in our in game company or our discord community. So wait a couple minutes, wait to the end of this podcast and you'll hear, hear all the ways that you can get involved in our show. So not to belabor this anymore, Kyle, thank you so much. Means the world. What a great, great review. I did not want to move another week. That was written back September 21st. I did not want to wait another week and completely ignore your review. So again, thank you kindly. Thank you so much. Moving on to the next topic, um, the company charge and responses. So um, again, a couple of episodes ago, I described that the, the role-playing story in the show is going to align itself with events that are happening um, in the actual like release of the game or what New World is pushing out. So last week, in part of the launch events, it was like Sunday and Monday, mainly Monday, um, it, there was this light up uh, event, right? There was this tree of life, the Azoth tree, um, event that happened in Berlin, Germany. Uh, and myself and Lord Secret Cash participated kind of in the Twitch stream and we watched and put our names in the hat to win the computer system. Like super cool. That was not why we watched. Um, but I went ahead and gave a charge to my company. So again, if this is your first time listening, I'm the governor of this company. We try our best to have like a role playing flair to what we're doing. So in our Discord community, I sent out a parchment and I, I wrote in cursive and I'll just read it verbatim on what it says. Lore Seeker, my people called it Yggdrasil, the ash tree. All life is said to be created around this sacred nucleus. I am hearing my whisperers tell me there is one, if not the one, located here on this island. If this is true, we need more intelligence on its whereabouts, what its purpose on this island is, and how we can best protect this holy place. We must not let it into the hands of the enemy. Now go, seek out this information. I charge to you now, in return having brought honor amongst us. Lord Seeker Solus, Governor. 
And so when there are events, when there are things that happen, um, you're going to hear something along those lines that kind of charges the, uh, the company to, to respond. And so I've got a couple that I would like to uh, read in response. Um, this first one's from Wicked Scamp. First off, this is his second um, involvement with, uh, with this process. So man, your engagement is awesome. I really do appreciate it. I'm going to read it verbatim. Governor Solis. I received your orders to investigate what you call Yggdrasil. My people simply call it the Tree of Life, but please know that my people, the Druids, hold these trees to be most sacred. My people believe that the Tree of Life is a conduit that links the spiritual world and the mortal world. My reports here say that the tree is linked closely with the Azoth of this land. Perhaps Azoth somehow is tied to my people's beliefs of linking the spiritual and mortal worlds. It would certainly tie into its resurrection abilities. At the moment, I am tied up in Windsward, but my studies of the maps here indicate that the tree may be located near the tri-point between Everfall, Brightwood, and Weaver's Fen. I hope this report is useful to you, Governor, and I await your next orders. Mission first, people always, seek your health. I love it. And the game wasn't even out yet. <laughs> game was not even out yet. And he's already uh, so engrossed into the lore and where this location is, which spoiler alert, it is in Brightwood on the southeast point of Brightwood. Uh, but I love him quoting mission first people always. That is my mantra. And I will probably tattoo it somewhere on my body at some point. All right. Um, the next one, the last one I'll read. The next one is from Viking. Uh, all right, here we go. Soft wind blows outside the window of Governor Solace's home. An owl calls to the night in search of solace or comfort. Asleep in his bed, Solace dreams of white sheep and fluffy rabbits. He did this last time. I just want to, <laughs> I just, just want to pause uh, real quick. It just, he did this last time and he spoke on behalf of me, but I'm going to keep reading it. I love it. Actually, uh, I welcome it. Back to the quote. The newly repaired door to the room cracks open. A towering statue of a man stands firm. Yo, Governor, get up. Odin has found the tree. Odinheim opens the window, allowing a soft breeze to enter the room. Quickly, we must make it to Brightwood. Odin has found the tree on a small island. Odin has slain the foul creatures that stand beneath her beauty, but they may return. In Odin's hurry, he begins to toss Solus's clothing out the window. His boots and armor follow next. Quickly, man, we must depart. Odinheim throws cold water upon Solus and drags him to the window. Why can't we take the stairs, says Solus. No time, now jump, as Odinheim pushes Solus out the window. Odinheim lands softly upon hay, once again conveniently positioned beneath Solus's window. Solus unfortunately lands in mud upon his own now dirty clothing. Into the night, the two make their way to Brightwood and to the Azoth tree. Uh, I absolutely love it. <laughs> Viking dude, you're two for two, man. Uh, I, I think that is, first off, I love that you're incorporating that kind of relationship between me and you. <laughs> and, um, I, I do. I welcome it. It's a it's a great humor, a great twist to the story. Man, I love it. Keep it. Keep it up. 
Um, but again, just some really cool opportunities within our Discord community, not even part of the 100 in the game, uh, but just involved in the community. So again, super awesome. So something else we did uh, last week that people wrote in and said that they enjoyed was kind of going through our polls that we ask our community. Now, whether or not you're in the Lore Seekers Discord community or not, this is still interesting information because it is a poll. It is a percentage of a body of gamers. So this might apply on a larger scale. Maybe. So let's let's actually read through this and find out if this maybe will apply for everybody else. So what I wanted to do, and this is back in like late September, what I wanted to do was ask where the company members wanted to start the game, right? Um, out of the four, the Everfall, First Light, Monarchs, Bluff, Windsward, where do you want to start, right? We have no choice in that. We, when we started on the next day, the 28th, we didn't have a choice. So I wanted to measure the before and after. I wanted to measure what they wanted. And then the next day after the launch, I asked, where did you actually end up starting? Just a really cool kind of side-by-side -side comparison. So in the first question, which starter zone do you want to join? We had 31 people want to start in Windsward. Followed by a very, very, very close eight, eight and seven. <laughs> Right? Eight votes, eight votes, seven votes for Everfall, First Light, and Monarch's Bluff, respectively. So very close, like Everfall, First Light, Monarch's Bluff, basically uh, received the same score. But 31 went, wanted to go to Windsward. So the launch happens, September 28th. Uh, it goes down, everybody gets into the game eventually. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. <laughs> but they eventually get in game. And here's where they actually ended up starting. So we had nine start in Everfall. We had 22 start in First Light. We had 20 start in Monarch's Bluff. And 13 start in Windsward. So a huge change. Again, 31 wanted to start in Windsward, but 13 ended up starting in Windsward. I don't know. I find that interesting. I'm a metrics junkie. I love everything about numbers. I think it's interesting how that played out. The majority of people wanted one thing, uh, but the majority of people ended up in First Lights or Monarch Bluff. So very cool. Very cool. Um, so, so let's talk about this. I have a third poll question, but I think this would be a good time to interject. Like what in the heck happened on the 28th? So I'm not going to belabor this. Um, there is a live show that by the time you're listening to this, uh, there's a live show where the lore seekers will get on uh, Thursday night. And we'll, we'll more than likely address this. Right. And if you haven't already read articles that have already addressed this, servers were a dynamic to say the least on the 28th okay um so there's a lot of changes that happened right the lore seekers from the very beginning chose that we were going to go into na west we were going to go into el dorado um and then we found out that that el dorado had like a twenty thousand member queue like I was, I was at my computer like a, 
like ready to click join you know server and so i had like a 10 person queue into eldorado so the moment they went live it was a cut was like a minute before it was supposed to um i went into eldorado created my character boom i was good i was good to go right uh, a couple minutes later i'm not kidding minutes later i was hearing from my company members that the queue was like sixteen thousand. And I'm like, nah, that's that's not that's a glitch. You'll be in in a couple of minutes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. That's not how this played out. That sixteen thousand in Q became eighteen thousand, and I think the highest I saw was twenty one thousand. So a little bit of real talk. Um, yeah, I did not know what to do in this moment. Right? It's not just me gaming. I mean, heck, it's not even just the four of us lore seekers that were gaming. We had to make a decision for a hundred, right? We had a hundred people that were joining us in the game as a company, as a lore seekers company. Um, and we had to make a decision quickly. And so I, I remember um, getting into Discord and getting Lore Seeker Champ, Cash, Jibs all together. Um, actually, not even not even Jibs. He was working. So the three of us, uh, Cash, Champ, and myself, had to come up with a decision very quickly. Um, and and I, I think it was quick. Like maybe somebody else in the community might disagree, but I think it was pretty quick. Um, but we ended up canceling our characters and moving down, and I'm gonna butcher this, uh, moving down to Telepen, Telepen, oh my goodness. Um, let me try this again. We call it TT or Tilapia in the game, <laughs> um, but it is Tililin. Tilapollen. 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 Whatever. Let's go with that. Um, I call it TT. Uh, the company calls it Tilapia. <laughs> so, long story short, we went down to a server that was not busy. The complete opposite, right? We decided to go to a low population server. We jumped into it. And luckily, maybe an hour, hour and a half later, we had everybody in game that was supposed to be in game, right? Um, so, I wanted to go through that explanation of what happened because we had to make some pretty uh, serious decisions in the in the next couple of like hours and just a little bit of insight into my world. <laughs> I did not actually get to play the game until the following day because of everything that I had to do for the community. Now, that's not a complaint, nor is that a flex. That is a statement of fact that I was more engrossed into Discord and how things were being communicated than I was about me being able to play the game. It's a, a sacrifice I'm willing to make and would make again, but we had to make a lot of decisions. So here's, here's the kind of like the fun part about this story is it wasn't a day later and I was getting direct messages about, hey, hey governor, what are we doing? What's the mission? <laughs> what's our what's our purpose? What's the vision of our company? What are we doing first? Um, <laughs> and so the question came up about territory control. Day one, and we we're talking about territory control. Well, quickly, if you want to know about territory control, it's an endeavor. It's not like you just throw a hundred thousand gold at something and that land is yours. Now you. You throw 100,000 gold to it, but then you have to defend it 
from war. You have to defend it from corruption, invasion. You have to manage the taxation. You have to conduct PvP missions in order to gain renown or reputation, in order to keep you know, the favor and prevent war from being waged. Your game changes. If your company chooses to own territory, you're gonna flip-flop PvE and PvP. You're gonna flip-flop it. And everybody who PvEs is going to have to contribute to the war effort. And so that's, I, I don't think that was maybe fully understood. And that's not just the company. That's, I think, New World did not do a really good job explaining like how to wage war, how to flip territories. Um, what does it mean whenever the whole map is blank? We still to this day don't really know how um, like resets are going to happen if they even exist. Like once a month, once a season, are they just going to wipe the map and kind of start over? There's a part of me that kind of hopes so. Otherwise, you're going to have monopolies and you're going to have like, you know, some servers that are just never going to have a chance. It's a different conversation for a different day. But I asked the question, back to the polls, I asked the question, do you want to, number one, gather 100,000 gold now and purchase First Light, which was at this time the starting area that was available to us, or number two, wait until the dust settles, right? Wait until the dust settles, the server transfers happen, uh, and then maybe wage war and go for Everfall. Uh, 11 individuals wanted First Light right now. Right, wanted to move forward. 11 of the 100. 11 wanted to go and own territory. 59 wanted to wait, right, for that server transfer to thing, for let the dust settle uh, to grow their characters. So I'm not exactly sure what story that tells other than um, just the competing priorities or the competing desires that people had on day one. And again, that's beyond the Lore Seekers company. Every gamer in New World is having to make this decision, right? Um, it's really one or the other. You can PvE with a little dabble in PvP, but if you're going to run a company that's going to own territory, you've got to be able to make that decision and make that call. So those are the polls. Um, there was the charge, the polls, those are the answers to the polls. Again, last time I'll say this, I think it's value added regardless if you are part of the Lore Seekers community or not. Okay, and just quickly around our content creation effort, um, I wanna go into the Lore Seekers podcast in YouTube. So again, I'm never gonna stop shouting this out. Lore Seeker Cash, phenomenal job. Keep doing what you're doing. But in this last week of YouTube, um, I don't know if I talked about in the last show, but we're going to repeat it again. We had a new World Collector's Edition unboxing by yours truly. It's actually got 212 views on YouTube. So, hey, like, cool. I'm humbled. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. But if you wanted to see what comes in that uh, steel case book in the map, go check it out. Uh, but also in this past week, we have the Lore Seekers podcast, New World Episode 6. We have the New World Lore Lesson, The Corrupted, which, Lore Seeker Cash, probably some of your best work ever. And it does tie in yours truly, Lore Seeker Solus. Uh, but we will integrate that into our role-playing story. So if you want a sneak peek of what is to come, 
go check that out. New World Lore Lesson, The Corrupted. Next, the New World Launch Party. This stream was so much fun, right? This was like the day before. We were giving out free copies of the game, just having a really good time. We were dressed up in costume, right? Um, but we had just a phenomenal time together, um, uh, talking about the launch party, talking about what we experienced with the Azoth Tree event uh, and the things that we were looking forward to for that Tuesday launch. And then we had the New World Launch Week stream. Uh, we got together instead of a, a show uh, this past week. We got together on Thursday. Just kind of went through some PvP patrols. We went and took over a fort. Um, so if you kind of want to see that hour and a half-ish of what happened. And uh, it, it, it's a fun stream. It's a fun stream kind of to see what, uh, what, it, what it means to take over a fort, what it requires, and what happens once you do take over a fort, right? some good conversation as well around pvp and then last the new world amory excavation our first attempt going through the first expedition which is an instanced uh dungeon if you're familiar with like world of warcraft or elder scrolls online this was again uh, well, let me just say it this was probably the most fun that i have ever had in an mmo and that's not like fanboying because of Amazon and we're a New World podcast. The the sights and the sounds in this expedition, when you go through it, I want you to think cinematic. You're walking through a hallway and the music changes when you come across this massive statue. It was cinematic. There was cause and effect with the experience. It helps that I went with four of my really good friends. Of course that helps. But as a tank going in blind, trying to protect and lead this group, um, that was also very like nerve wracking um, to say the least. <laughs> uh, but it took us uh, two attempts. On the third attempt, we were able to defeat the final boss. Uh, we now have a really good rhythm on like how to do it and how to beat it. But if you wanna watch that one hour and 20 minute video um, on what we did and our experience and our first time seeing things and the impacts it had on us. Um, this was this was a great, great time. Um, great content that was happening real time. So go check it out again. Go to YouTube, search Lore Seekers Cast or Lore Seekers Podcast, and you will see our beautiful logo created by Lore Seeker Jibs. Uh, as, as one of the top items, click on it, go watch our stuff. There's some fun, fun stuff uh, in our queue, especially the shorts. The shorts, because I love my guys. I love them. They are some really fun personalities, and it's funny to watch the best of the best. So there you go. <laughs> All right. I wanted to read Amazon's launch day update. So this came out on the day of the launch, September 28th, 2021. This is from their website, newworld.com. Go into the news, you'll see launch day update. I'm gonna read this like I would the other external articles and just kind of respond as we go. Um, but I think this is uh, crucial. Mm, it's appropriate. I think this is appropriate to where we are currently um, a week later talking about the game. So to the article. Title, Launch Day Update, September 28, 2021. Quote, Greetings, adventurers. 
All regions are now live. It has been an unbelievable 24 hours and the support for New World that we've seen so far has been incredible. We understand that some players are experiencing lengthy queue times, to say the least, and we are working hard on a few things to help address these issues. We are continuing to stand up additional servers and will expand the capacity of our existing servers once we have properly tested these changes. Alright, pulling out of the article, real quick, 21,000 people were in the queue for El Dorado. For those of you that wanted open capped servers and just anybody could play with no cap at all whatsoever, can you imagine starting, well, let's do the math here. So let's say 20,000 for easy math. 20,000 individuals, there's four starting locations. Can you imagine 5,000 people on a beach trying to kill the same boar, trying to skin, trying to manage that craziness? Can you imagine that? I, I hope your immediate response is, hell no. Absolutely not. And so with a unbiased opinion, I think that Amazon did this right. People are not going to like me saying that. I think Amazon did this right. They capped the servers at 2000 or so, and they didn't budge. It was a bad experience for a lot of people for day one. Again, for day one. For day one, it was a bad experience, right? People were taken off of work. They were upset. It took them hours to get in game. It wasn't until the next day they were able to get on. Roger, I get it, right? And I empathize for those of you that had hard times getting it, sincerely. But what would be the remedy or what would be the other side of that coin, 21,000 people in El Dorado. First off, a turnum would not feel like a turnum. You wouldn't have moments where you're walking around Windsward or Everfall not seeing a soul anywhere, right? Not seeing a soul anywhere. But as it stands, uh, or as they desired or wanted, 21,000 people in your server all kind of going to Everfall at once because around level 10, you're all converging in Everfall anyways. It, the game would the game would break it wouldn't be what anybody intended for it to be my humble opinion i think amazon did this right yes they have amazon web services aws yes they have quote unquote jeff bezos money okay all right we can debate that all day long uh, and i'm open to it i'm actually really i'm really open to that conversation but it's still real estate physical or virtual it's still real estate and again, I think they did this right. Get out what the betas proved as far as numbers go and then slowly make their way. All right, my two cents. Let's go back to the article. Quoting, our sole focus right now is to get everyone logging in and playing quickly to ensure everyone can find an open world now while also finding a home in Eternal with their community long term. We'll offer an opportunity in the next two weeks for all players to relocate their characters to a new server of their choice at no cost. We appreciate your patience as the New World community grows and encourage you to solidify your long-term server plans for you and your company. 
So part of the Lore Seeker cast, um, or the Lore Seekers company, trust me, we are all over this. <laughs> so if you're part of our 158 in Discord, or if you're part of our 100 in our endgame company, you already know this conversation. We are holding our flight pattern. We are we are standing by um, and we will engage or analyze this decision closer to time, right? We will address this with our company and we will more than likely move to a different server. Um, more to come on that, but I think every company commander is looking at it in the same way. Like, let's see what we need to consider. Like, will we be able to keep our lore seeker company name? Will we be able to keep our renown or our reputation in each city. Ah, that's kind of important. For those of us who have reached level 20 in Everfall, does it reset when you transfer servers? There's a dichotomy. There's a part of me that kind of hopes so. I don't want a whole company of people that are level 60 that have level 300 renown, which the max is 300. 300 renown in a city, coming over to my server and completely taking over everything. I don't want that to happen. At the same time, I, I personally don't want to lose my own progress, <laughs> right? So another dynamic uh, that we're all trying to consider. Back to the article. So was, this article was updated on September 30th. It's been an incredible week of growth for the New World community. The demand we've seen has been staggering, and we continue to be humbled by the number of players that want to explore a tournament together. While it was certainly not... I'm going to correct myself. While it was certainly our aspiration to welcome massive numbers of players into the game during launch week, we were frankly surprised by just how many adventurers washed up on Aeternum shores. Over a million players entered New World on launch day. Each day after launch, that number has increased, translating into long queue times for some of our more popular worlds. Just real quick. A million players on day one. I don't care what infrastructure Amazon Web Services has. You're talking about a million pings to servers. I don't... I'm not, I'm not like a tech person. I'm not like an IT person. I can't speak this language. I, I don't think that's normal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think servers are built um, to have a, over a million pings. Right? Um, so I don't necessarily blame the system either. All right, back to the article. Since our launch on Tuesday, we have more than doubled the number of servers, and we are working to increase the capacity of all available servers to support a higher population cap. Our team has been working around the clock to add as many servers as we can, and will continue to do so until we stabilize wait times. While we do that work, there are options to get into the game quickly. If you are a player logging in for the first time, 40% of our live servers have low or no wait times. We encourage you to seek those servers out and get playing. We are also working hard on a feature that will allow you to transfer your characters to a different server. So if you choose one now just to get up and play, you can make a different choice later to play on a server with your friends. Our goal is to release this feature next week once we've thoroughly tested and are sure it's ready. Prior to its release, we will provide detailed information on how the transfer process works. We know how important it is to be able to play with friends, so we're putting this feature at the top of our priority list. Thanks for your support. We can't wait to see you in a tournament. 
so there you have it straight from the horse's mouth straight from Amazon's own developers right I, again I I get told that I'm biased because I work at Amazon I get told I'm biased because I write for a podcast that celebrates new world uh, I don't know how else this this should have played out I don't right Any, anything that I've read or anything that I've heard it would have been kind of a negative experience for for the gamers you delete the cap and servers are overpopulated you throw six times the amount of servers as a knee-jerk reaction and now you have dead servers you have servers that only like a hundred people are on right like it it sucks for the first day heck it probably sucked for the first three or four days but for the long term I truly believe that Amazon made the right decisions for the majority of the players for this game and on that note let's go ahead and wrap up today's episode it's been a good one I thoroughly enjoyed hearing from Lore Seeker Champ uh, in his version of the RP story. I hope you all did too. It's great to have him on board now that his character is fully introduced. So I cannot wait to hear what the future has in store for at least us two. Who knows? You might hear from Cash and Jibs in the near future. <laughs> Alrighty, how to reach us. You can reach us at email at loreseekerscast at gmail.com. If you want something specifically for this show, if it's community-based or a question that you had for me specifically, just call it out. Whether it's in the subject or in the body, just for Lore Seeker Solace or for the community. But again, that's loreseekerscast at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media at Twitter, forward slash loreseekerscast. You can follow us on Instagram, forward slash loreseekerscast. And again, on YouTube, if you just search Lore Seekers Cast, we are one of the first, if not the first at this point, option to select, right? And if you are interested in joining our Discord community, you can go to loreseekerscast.com. At the very top, you will see a community link. You click on community, you click on apply, and you go through that simple process. You'll be one of, at this current moment, 158 individuals that are a part of a community. If you're interested in the in-game company, we are currently capped at 100. But if a slot opens up in the near future, or if Amazon raises that cap, uh, there is a process inside of our Discord community on applying for one of those 100 positions. I hope this finds everybody well. Go. Live life, and remember, mission first, people always. Skull family. <laughs>